WGPL Sportsman. Good evening, Hampton Roads. You are tuned in to the Family and Marriage Clinic with your host, Bishop Carl Hodges. We say good evening, Bishop. Good evening, noon. Good day once again to everyone listening to us. Welcome to another episode of the Clinic. Listening to us in the United States, welcome to you. And if you're in another country other than the United States listening to us, welcome to you also. And whatever state you may be in in the United States of America, wherever you're listening from, I welcome you. In Southern Virginia and Northern North Carolina, you found us on WGPL. WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400, and on your AM dial, and WBXE 100 on your FM dial. You can also find us on the internet at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. If you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, you can podcast by searching The C.D. Hodges. You can search The C.D. Hodges on iTunes or any podcast player on your smart device. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic there. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We definitely hope to help you identify what makes you tick. Ultimately, help you repair, help you grow and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Whew. That was a mouthful, but we just want to say welcome to you and tell you how you can get in touch with us. Well, tonight is another very special night. On last week, I had my very special niece with me, or or week before last, rather, and I told you that I had, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest bunch of nieces on on my side of the family, as well as my wife's side of the family. I've got just the greatest bunch of nieces in the world, and uh, some of them are really special to me. And I also have just a great bunch of nephews also. And I'm privileged and honored to have uh, one of my nephews with me on on the uh, episode on today. And we're going to talk about uh, some men's health issues. And we really want to be a help to you. We really want to be a help to men. Because men are struggling taking care of their health. You know, for some reason, men just don't pay good attention to themselves or we feel like we're indestructible or something and we don't uh, seek medical care as we should or anything like that. But we want to deal with that just a little bit on this episode. And to help me with that, I brought in my nephew, Jay Williams, all the way from the state of Maryland. Jay, if you're there, if you hear me, come on and say hello to everybody. How you doing, Bishop? All right, man. I'm doing real good. How you feeling today? Well, man, I tell you, I, it's a real privilege for me to have you on with us. Um, I know you've been through a lot, man, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. But uh, I just want to thank you for sharing with us, and 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 I know you're going to give us some transparency here, and we're all going to be all going to be better off for it. So I just thank you in advance, and I'm going to be thanking you a lot. But I mean that from my heart. And uh, and before we get to the meat of that matter, I just want to talk about uh, you a little bit. And I know uh, how long have you and Cheddar been married? Twenty-nine years. Wow, wow, twenty-nine years. And I ask about Cheddar, folks, because uh, Cheddar is one of those fantastic, wonderful nieces of mine that I told you about a couple of weeks ago, and I, I love her and appreciate her. And she's quite 
photogenic also. <laughs> That's a little inside joke. I think she'll get it, but she's quite photogenic. And I tell you, Jay, you and Cheddar, you guys look really good together, and you guys have uh, brought into this world two really great uh, children, your son, your daughter, Janelle, and Jay. So uh, I know you guys are proud of them, and uh, they're doing some great things and have great impact in this world. And uh, uh, so, so how long have you lived in Maryland? 29 years. Yeah, so you've been in Maryland this whole time? And, uh, uh, yeah. Um, awesome, I'm awesome. From, I'm actually from here. I was born here in Maryland. Oh, okay. You're not actually from Maryland. Yeah, I am. That's what I'm saying. I'm 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 from Maryland. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I had a little bit. Uh, I had a little problem hearing here. All right. A Marylander. All right. And uh, and so I understand, Jay, that uh, you used to operate a food truck. What was that like? Uh, it, was, it was a great experience. Um, I love I love cooking. Uh huh. In uh, 2014, a friend of mine uh, that I worked with, we actually sit down talking about going into business, and uh, kind of made it happen. We started out selling uh, water ice, dying water ice, and uh, we did so well that um, we got a food truck. Wow. Wow. So, uh huh. No, no. Did you just uh? Did it take a lot of faith to jump out there? Was this a lifelong dream, or did you just stumble on it and say, "Hey, we're doing pretty good. Let's try to take it another step." Yeah, pretty much. Like you know, we're doing pretty good. Let's take another step. Um, pretty much jumped into something that you know we didn't know how it worked. Um, stepped out on faith. Both of us were Christians. You know, we believe that God has for us, it's for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. So, where did you learn to cook? Well, I learned to cook from my father. Of course, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we learned to cook from my kids. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, I, I mean, I, I've always uh huh. But I was a big specialist, like my ribs. Um, they were always a big hit, and I knew that I could cook something. Um, that's how good. They but um, and this was a great opportunity for me to explore that gift. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, so tell me real quick. What's the secret to cooking a good reel? What's what's the number one thing you got to do to cook a good reel? <laughs> you got to put a lot of love. You got. Put a lot of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. And you know, I, I watch uh, uh, the food shows on TV a lot, man, and uh, especially barbecue pit masters, and and they can wear that that food out. They can wear out some meat when they cook it, boy. I tell you, I tell you. It, yeah, yeah, awesome. So, what was your number one dish? Your number one seller? What was it? Uh, 
my wrist. Uh huh. We were actually called the rib cage. Oh. And All right. So All right. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, but that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, I tell you what, I haven't had the chance to uh, taste your ribs yet, so we're going to have to make a change there. We're going to have to fix that situation. As soon as we can get through this pandemic and everything, we're going to fix that. Or shoot, we might not wait for the pandemic to pass. You just cook it, I'll come get it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. And and so tell me something, Jay. What what do you think about family? What's important to you about family? First and foremost, um, unity, love. Um, I look at I look at family unit as you know, like uh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when I define family and talk about family on my broadcast here, I define family as God's ready-made, ordained network of love and nurturing and support and protection. That's what the family means. It's a ready-made unit to help take care of you. And, and I think you know something about that also, huh? Yeah, that's great. That's great, man. Now, Jay, I, I know that uh, you had a turn there uh, a while back, and uh, you had an experience there that uh, I think it really made a difference in you. Uh, you had a little, uh, not little, but you had a, a significant attack there. Uh, can you tell us about that, son? I, uh, I was working extremely hard on the uh, definitely hard work. Uh, people don't understand the work, the investment that you got in your business, any business, uh, but, you know, the industry is really something. And uh got to be uh, willing to but I was working up somewhere up to 17 hours a day. Oh, my. Um, my health. Um, I always had a philosophy. I lived by the philosophy then that uh, if I was going to work for somebody, you know, and put the hard work in, I might as well do twice as I might as well work twice as hard trying to build my own. Right. So that's what I... Uh, that was my philosophy, and that's how I worked. I worked diligently. Mm. Um, 2014, when we got started, um, I went live. I went four times, and uh, I was really working hard with a lot of the collecting my health. Uh, I've had been a doctor for 20 years in 2014. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just uh, started working so hard. The only thing I, I could think about is this. Um, oftentimes coming home, working through, not just my medicine, um, not, not paying attention to my body, and I regret it not doing it correctly. Um, 
and, and you know, folks, the day I was back in 2019, I had a stroke. Mm. And uh, all business was cut off, which I know now, what I, which I knew then, but I know now. Yeah. Without your help, nothing. Hmm. Wow. So, take. We usually think of a stroke as being a, a an old man disease or old man affliction. How old were you? I was actually forty-nine. Wow. At forty-nine years old. Oh my uh, goodness. I came home from work. I was sitting in the garage and uh I was I was uh, looking at my phone and my phone kept dropping. Falling out my hand. Uh-huh. And uh I I didn't understand what was going on and uh I felt a little I felt like I was drunk, like I had been drinking. Mhm. Um I uh, called my wife and I uh, tried to explain to my wife what was going on. She, um, but later, I, while I went to sleep uh, and I woke up and I felt worse, so mm. I faced my wife. And she noticed that, you know, she changes in my face. Um, and she said, Well, you might need to call the ambulance. Well, being prideful, I tell you, that's my. I not to call the ambulance, but maybe I just need to go for the rest. Mm-hmm. I saw him back there in work. And uh, I laid back down. By the time she got home, I had woke up, and uh, she sat me up in the bed. She said, now we got to get you to the hospital. I think you're having a stroke. Mm-hmm. So I noticed my arm. I was having problems with moving my arm. Um, I could walk. Um, so, so I got dressed, got in the car, and um, by the time we got to the hospital, it was about a five-minute ride. By the time we got to the parking lot of the hospital, my leg stopped working. My leg stopped was flat, um, and that's when I got scared. Uh-huh. And uh, it, 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 it set me back quite a bit. My yeah. Family. Sure. And uh, like I said, I wish that you know, I would have did things differently. Yeah. And I encourage um, our men to be more conscious about their health. It's yeah. It's not. It's not just you. It's you know. It's, it's going to affect the whole family. Right. Right. And you know, and I want to get to that in just a second too, but I want to, and you hit the nail on the head. We're talking to men tonight because men often neglect their health. And you were already on medication and didn't take your medication right, wasn't resting right, and wasn't eating right, and things caught up with you. And I want to go back and recapture some of those symptoms there. And you say first began, uh, you were dropping your phone. And and you felt like you were drunk. And and did you have the uh, uh, the slurring speech? Um, my wife said my speech was kind of slurred, but I I didn't really pick up on it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I always always associated a stroke with 
pain. Right, um, right. You know, I, I was expecting to feel pain. You hmm. know? Um, but it, it, you know, there was no pain involved. Um, had that morning, had I went to the hospital or called that ambulance, I probably wouldn't be in the condition that I'm in now. My God. Because they could have gave me a shot and said that would that would have uh, either stopped the uh, blockage. Uh huh. Um, you know, um, help the uh, the blood to flow to the to the part. Right. Right. Why? And you know, and and this is the difficulty for men. Where do we draw the line between just feeling a little bad and really needing medical attention? Because, like you said, if we just feel tired, if we just feel drunk, if we just feel drowsy, we're going to go lay down and hopefully it'll blow over in an hour or two. But something really may be going on. So we've got to learn those symptoms and we have to take them seriously. We have to learn to listen to our bodies. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would agree. But, um, you know, what was shocking after I, you know, learned that I was actually having a stroke, I was going to the hospital, I, you know, I, I was thinking, like, how could I have picked up one, you know, you know? Yes. And if you have a heart attack, you're going to feel some pain in your chest. Right, you know, right. I do understand that, but a stroke is something that will creep up on you and, I mean, do some damage to you. Mm. There's no pain, no pain. In my case, there's no pain associated with my Wow. And um, I'm, I'm blessed in that respect. Yes. But at the same time, you know, once again, I probably would be in a better condition had there been pain associated Right, right, right. So along with the traditional symptoms of a stroke, there may be no pain, so there may be other symptoms that go along with the traditional symptoms of a stroke. Yeah, and and I think it behooves us as men to know about heart attacks, to know about strokes, to know about diabetes. We need knowledge in these areas. We need knowledge of these things so that we can pay attention to and know what's going on with our bodies. Because like you say, if you get it in time, you can minimize the damage to your body and you can be around a lot longer for your family. Wow, man. And, and and you said, and you touched on something important there uh, when you said it has an effect on not only you, but on your family. What, 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 what can you tell me about that? Ex expound on that a little bit more. Well, um, number one, you know, it, it, it hurt my finances. Mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, once you stop working, I haven't worked since, since my stroke, since uh, April of 2019. And I've been trying to get benefits, um, been denied once, um, Social Security disability. Um, I'm still trying to get it. Um, my uh, Everything is on my wife. And, you know, it, it begins to wear on your mental health. Mm. How are you gonna, you know, survive? How are you gonna, you know, 
see that help for your wife. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it causes a tremendous amount of stress, uh, anxiety, all kind of things um, plays in your mind. And, you know, I, uh, I had a bout with, um, with depression. Yes. Um, once this happens, because you just see your whole world collapse. Mm. And there's nothing that you can do about it. I've always been, you know, fixed. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And open and all. Yeah. In the you know, we, we try to, you know, fix everything. You can't be fixed and you buy nothing. This was a situation that I could not, I couldn't help. I couldn't do anything about it. I was completely helpless. Mm. And uh, thank God, and I tell all my friends and my, my family, um, you know, thank God for a good woman on my side. Yes. If you're single, if you're by yourself, you know, I don't know how anybody can go through this experience. Being single or being, being on their own, I just, I couldn't imagine it. Um, you know, it's imperative to have a, a great helpmate. Yeah. Wow. Do something like that. Man, so, that is awesome. I, you know, God bless my wife standing by me and so many everything was on her at once. Mm-hmm. Like exciting for her. Mm. I used to lay there, uh, feeling paralyzed when I was in therapy, you know, looking to the ceiling, you know, not allowed to get out of my bed and uh, contemplating what's next. You know, who's gonna help my wife? Mm-hmm. How's this gonna how's this gonna And uh I just like to see things out for family. Yeah. Family is everything. Wow. Man, that is awesome. So it's like one day everything is perfect. You're on top of the world. The next day, a person could actually go down and never get up again. Or go down and get up in a totally different way. Yeah. All within 24 hours. Man, that is something. And And there's not much warning. And that that's so interesting how you phrase that. Everything fell on your wife all of a sudden. There was no lead up to it. There was no... Th- 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 you don't take a class to learn how to do this. You don't go to college. There's no college class on how to pick up the slack for injured loved one or ill loved one. You, you know, it comes on you all of a sudden. And for so many people, it's a make it or break it moment. But like you say, thank God for a good woman, thank God for family, thank God for love, because that that's what will pull us through these types of moments, huh? Yes. Wow, man. That is something. What a, what a testimony. What a testimony. And so so what actually, uh, what was the impact on your physical body? What, how, did it, uh, how did it affect you? Well, I'm, I'm still in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I had to learn how to walk again. Mm. Um, I'm still struggling with my with my right arm. Um, my hand won't open. I can't open my hand. Mm-hmm. I can grip. Um, I'm still going through, um, um, you know, taking my, you know, having uh, injections in my arm to try to stimulate my arm and nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying other therapies, um, you know, doing my own research and, you know, 
looked at um, stem cell therapy, uh, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> once again, I, I, I will, you know, my right, my right leg, I will never run, jump, throw a football again, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it still bothers me a bit. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes losing my balance, and, and I'm a year and a half out. Mm. Um, and uh, you know they say that the first two years after a stroke is pretty much uh, you know where you're going to be after two years, wherever wherever you are in respect to mobility. Right. That's where you going to be. Right. Um, you got to live out the rest of your life. So I've been working hard. And uh, trying to bounce back, but some things mentally I just have to accept that I'll never do again, and it's it's, it's hard. Yeah. Part of the battle of having a stroke is um, is mentally, psychologically, understanding that this is where you you're going to be. You know, you know, it, you know, there's uh, you're just going to have limits. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm not going to be the same you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's hard. It's very hard. Sure, sure. And I think you hit the nail on the head a couple of minutes ago when you when you mentioned that, especially for men, men are used to being the conquerors. Men are used to being the go-getters. Men are used to making things happen. And we don't like for things to happen to us. We like to make things happen. You know, and and I can only imagine what a tough mental and emotional battle that is, uh, seemingly having that take away. So, so what is it that you do now for mental health? Well, for some more medication. Mm-hmm. There was there was a lot of medication. My psychiatrist put me on a lot of medication, um, which I, you know I really don't take now. Trying not to think. Um, of course, I'm eating a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I am um, vegan now, um, and you know, there's, there's there's changes that I've made in my life that you know it's helping my my mental stability. Um, uh, although there is some medications, like my anxiety medications, I'm not on anymore. Good, but it it was bad. Yeah. Really bad, and I just I didn't want to be on a, a whole lot of medications the rest of my life. So you know, I had to change my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I, and, uh, I keep God first. Yeah. 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 Stroke. Business was first. God was second. Yeah. And, uh, and. You know, I, I regret making those type of decisions, but, you know, God has a way of setting us down so we can listen. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Oh, man, that's something. That is something. And, and and you know, I can only imagine in my mind that this is not something that you wake up the next morning and say, okay, well, here we go. Just a different stroke, whatever. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, you you don't you don't process that overnight. You don't digest that overnight. It's going to take you a while to get that to become a part of you. 
and probably a part of your anxiety div- struggling to get used to the thought, struggling to deal with the thought, huh? It just won't be like it was. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I tell you. And and you know, so I'm I'm definitely keeping you in my prayers and but I tell you I'm encouraged by listening to you. Uh I really am encouraged and uh all the more to take care of myself as I deal with my diabetes, uh, because heart disease and stroke is often the result from diabetes. So I'm taking care of myself trying to eat right and take my medication and exercise and pay attention to my body. And I, I have my six month checkup every six months. You know, so and that's the message that we want to get out to men tonight. You have to take care of yourself, you know. And 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 let me ask you this, Jay, uh before we run out of time here. My time always goes so fast here. Uh but before we run out of time, let me ask you this. You're you're Jay now at fifty. If you went back twenty years in time, what would you tell the Jay at thirty? You're able to look at him there. You're able to stand in the middle of the living room floor and look at 30-year-old Jay. What would Jay today say to Jay at 30? I would say first and foremost, keep this diabetes serious. Uh, it was my, uh, my neglect to take in, taking this diabetes serious. Mm. When I was diagnosed, I said to myself, no, not me. This can't happen to me. Mm. Uh, oftentimes, putting it in the back of my mind and chasing that money. Yeah. Hmm. You know, had God been first in my life 20 years ago, I probably would have made some serious, different decisions. Mm-hmm. Even 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 now, Bishop, uh, you know I have problems processing words, processing my words. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my therapist used to tell me to slow down, think about what you're going to say before you say it. Um, I tell you, I used to rub, I used to, I was an avid golfer. I used to rub elbows with mayors and oh my god, when it came to business and. And um, senators, and uh, you know, this is totally different. It's just a different world now. Different world. Man, Jay, you know what? I, I knew this was going to happen. I'm all out of time. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen like this, but this is so serious. I hope you don't mind if I call on you again and we can do this again, but I've got to get out of here now. And uh, But I certainly appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you uh, making yourself vulnerable and sharing this with us. And to all of you listening, I appreciate you being here. If you want to hear this again, just search for my podcast, uh, The C.D. Hodges, The C.D. Hodges Podcast on any podcast player but we're all out of time and all important subject we will be back on it again but until then remember you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the prince of peace god bless you we're out you've been tuned in to the family and marriage clinic with your host bishop carl hodges you can tune in every tuesday at 6 p.m on your station for praise wgpl 1350 you're listening to anti